You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 331. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 331. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. You're so silly. Hi, baby doll. Good day to you. Good day to you, my lord. Good day to you. (laughs) Good day, my lord. (laughs) What was that? Oh, that was from, you used to play that video game that it was in every time you made like a good decision, it said, good job, my lord. Good job, my lord. And then it would say, when you would quit, it would say, exit the game, my lord. Exit the game, my lord. <laughs> and I would always tell you. <laughs> exit the game, your lord. <laughs> when, when I really wanted you to get off of the game, I'd be like, hey, exit the game, my lord. Exit the game, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, well, pod people. Hey, audience. Uh, we have a topic today that I think is something that most people struggle with in some way or another, and that is the comparison to other people and sort of this. Mm-hmm conclusion that we make about ourselves when we see somebody else who is prettier or more successful or has accomplished something you want to accomplish or is smarter or has more kids or something you would desire to have. That's definitely not me. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know about the kids. I'm going to leave that to other people. But. but it also can be, I think, I think parents, particularly moms, can be extremely hard on other moms. And oh, this society of like, absolutely. you have to be a better mom than mm-hmm. somebody else too, you know? So we're going to dig into that today. And I think before we do though, we got to warm up these mics a little bit, don't you think? They're a little cold. They're, <laughs> they're a little chilly. They're, they're a little icy. A little icy. <laughs> well, let's warm them up with a little episode we like to call. Would you rather... And today's Would You Rather is, (laughs) would you rather walk the stairs of the Empire State Building with a 40-pound backpack on your back or a dime-sized pebble in each shoe? And they can't be loose shoes, no loopholes about, well, I'll just wear big shoes and put this in. It has no. to be like, is it under it's like the... the Form-fitting shoes, they're in your shoe. Is it the heel? Is it the ball of your foot? Is it right smack dab in the middle? It's going to even move it around. It's, it's going to move around? Yeah, it's going to move around. You can move it around. It's okay. never going to be comfortable, though. How, how many... Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I'm just waiting for what you have to say. I'm on the edge of my seat. What's that called when somebody has like the pupils where you can see four whites? Like oh, the four whites it's or three whites. Three whites mm-hmm. is also scary. But you had yeah, you have three whites happening. Three that's, whites. That's scary. Can I get four? No. <laughs> no. Wow, he's crossing his eyes. It's super sexy. Okay, no. My question is, uh, how many steps are there? Oh God, I don't know. Do you, you said Empire State Building? 
Siri, how many steps are in the Empire State Building? Great. 1,576. 86 flights. 86 flights of steps. Uh-huh. 1,576 steps. Wow. It's a lot. Um, That's a lot just without anything. A pe- and how big is the pebble? Dime size. Dime. That's not that bad. In both shoes. If it was like a half dollar. <laughs> That'd be, yeah, or for sure. That would be. Yeah, you'd be, you wouldn't be able to walk. You'd be like, nur, 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 nur. Yeah, nur, nur, nur. Um, no, it's just going to hurt a little bit. Or 40 pound. Backpack. Backpack. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I've trained in like 35 pound backpacks and it's challenging. Well, I, I'm just thinking my strength is not in my quads. At all. And that would be so hard. Yeah. I think it's a lot of quads. I think I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna pebble it up. You're gonna go with the pubs? Yeah. All right. What about you? I do the forty pound backpack for sure. Oh. Like I appreciate my feet way too much. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And did you are you saying that just to be like spice it up on the pod or no, is no. that really that's my choice. Tr- you are <laughs> you seem sassy today. Yeah, that's my choice. I'm sticking to it. My body, my choice. That's right. So. My backpack, my choice. That's right. My pebble, my choice. My pebble, my choice. Well. Trend that hashtag. Trend it. (laughs) You don't even know. (laughs) Trend it. Trend that hashtag. Trend that hashtag. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love when you play social media. It's really funny. Uh, Because I'm no good at it or. (laughs) Yeah, because you, you will get like. A little information enough to be able to make a statement, but mm-hmm. not an accurate one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like moms when they're naming actors and actresses. Oh, you have that too. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> you, Matthew McDonald. You yeah. do that shit nonstop. All the time, yes. You have I, that mom thing. I do have it. I oh do. my gosh, it's crazy. All right. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather for this week. And we talk about it every single week over in our After Hours community. Which after. <laughs> <laughs> That head tilt. You guys, if you could have seen the gross way that he just like leaned I like in. brought it from the left to the right with a little swivel. It was like a little scoop. Yeah. <laughs> like a little ice cream scoop. After Hours. <laughs> oh my God, it's so gross. Okay, so after hours, mm-hmm. you can come talk to us on Mondays and we discuss the would you rather of the week and Mr. Smith will always crack down if there's any loopholes or people trying to say, oh, neither one. It's like, then don't fucking comment. That's not how the I game works. I might even works. like your comment or love it. <laughs> I might give it a ha ha. Or wow it. Uh, or if, a you, wa- if I wow it, that's a... That's a big one. That's a big one, yeah. If you get a wow... Good I comment mean, there. So if that's not nice ins- comment there. If that's not some incentive yeah. to come hang out, I don't know what is. <laughs> so all you that's all you have to insane. do is go to the joyjunkie.com slash club that redirects you right over to our little corner of the internet. And uh, we it's just a really great community. It's different, I think, than a lot of Facebook groups where you have to worry about people selling their shit and marketing themselves and all of that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everybody's just genuinely supportive of each other. And uh, I do bonus trainings every Thursday. So we'd love to have you. Thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Yeah. All right. So how about we talk about some comparison stuff? Let's do it. The mics seem really warm now. I think we're. I think they're ready. They're temperate. Mm, they're, they're hot. <laughs> I guess hot te- right now. Temperate. temperate wouldn't be the word. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I can't think of what the – a good word for that would be spicy. 
Spice. Eh, muy caliente. Muy caliente. <laughs> Mucho calor. I really wish you did voiceover work. I should. I mean, you've done a little bit on our show. But. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you, Mr. Smith. I have an answer. Do you find... That you, uh, do you go through a lot of comparison at all? Like yourself to, like, for example, I know mm. you've been training for a Spartan race. Yeah. And in the gym a lot, do you go through comparison of like, that guy's so much younger or that guy's so much more built or he can do much more than me? Uh, it's a good question. I feel I'm more imposter syndrome than I do comparison. Oh, tell me. I don't more know about. if that's the same or not. No, not necessarily. Tell me. Um, just like, uh, who do you think you are doing this? Like, you're going to suck. You're going to be winded. You're not going to make, you know, like, who do you think you are to be able to try to do this? Okay. Like I go through that, but then I, I, you know, I've self-talked myself pretty good out of that. Okay. Well, and, and we'll put a link to the, in the show notes to the imposter syndrome, uh, podcast that we've done in the past because yeah, that is a different thing. Cause we're, when you're dealing with comparison, it's a lot more about that person is better than me yeah, or is more successful than me or is worth more than me is really what is happening on a deeper level. I think I do in business sometimes. I was going to ask you There's about people that. in business that, you know, in the, in the healing arts that I feel like, wow, they're getting amazing results. How come I can't get that for that person? Or yeah. um, how come I can't get this business to work like theirs does? Or, or so, up level or mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. the book published, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I do have imposter syndrome. Not imposter syndrome. Um, comparison. Comparison in, in that way. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's how I am as well. And I, I definitely want to talk about this today because I think that what happens, and this is kind of number one, on our list today is that other people's successes have nothing to do with you. Yeah. They have nothing to do with you. And in fact, that's a great mantra to start saying to yourself because here's what usually happens. We see some kind of trigger, whether it's, you know, social media is a huge one, right? We see somebody who's super successful or running ads to their business or somebody you went to high school with who's just killing it. And we see that trigger. That's just an example. There's multitudes of them. And then we make something up in our mind at that moment about what that says about who we are when they actually don't have to be tethered or intertwined at all. Mm-hmm. We just make it mean something about ourselves. Now, for me, I'm curious it, what happens for you. For me, I get a more of an emotion, more of a feeling like sort of my my heart kind of drops and it's sort of this mixture of jealousy and and like kind of down like depressed depressed a little bit Hmm. not I mean that sounds really hyperbolic it's not that dramatic but it's 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 definitely an emotional response heavy I don't hear in those situations anyway in comparison I don't usually hear a very specific verbiage saying you'll never accomplish that or you're not as successful. I don't usually hear those words. What happens for you? God, that's a good question. Um, I I try to reverse it pretty quick. So I don't even let it finish. Okay. Like I cut it off. (laughs) Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. (laughs) Don't pee on my shoe and tell me it's raining, sir. I try not to even let it finish because I know it's nonsense. Yeah. 
that, and I'm not trying to be like holier than thou. I'm, I'm really you kind of are in a way. This is this is, <laughs> this is just really how I process this particular situation. This is like what eight years on the seven years on the podcast exactly is what right. that is right there. I'm gonna hanging take, around this girl. Oh, that's right, this bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna take all the credit for that. But I think it would be interesting. What has two thumbs and has taken all the credit? This girl. <laughs> <laughs> You set them up, I knock them down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it would be interesting for you to take a little inventory of that because I know you've said in the past that sometimes you don't know until you know. Yes, and I think that if, does happen. If you yeah. were to observe your own behavior and observe when that happens, um, and and for everybody out there, I think we we all have an entry point. Right. Some people, it's very much an emotional response. Some I've even heard some people describe it as an essence. Like I get this essence that I'm not good enough Mm. or that I'm not as successful as that person or not as desired or lovable or whatever it might be. Hmm. And then other people, it's very literal. It's like words they can hear. And then for many of us, myself included, I get sort of a hybrid. It depends on what it is. But when it comes to comparison, it's usually like a heart fall, like kind of a drop. So it doesn't matter what it is. Use your entry point, whether it's literal words in your mind or if it's an emotion. But dig behind that because it's likely that you are jumping to some kind of conclusion. You're making something up. So one of the best antidotes for that is to simply ask yourself the question, once you've noticed that response, ask yourself, what am I making up? Mm -hmm. And usually it's something like, I won't ever be able to attain that. It's interesting. Or I'm not (laughs) lovable or I'm not enough or I'm not fill in the blank. Whenever I hear it, it's not I. It's you. It's you. Exactly. It's another entity that's telling me that I'm not good enough or I'll never be like that. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because when we yell at ourselves, you know, everybody out there can relate to this. You spill something. You don't go, I'm such a klutz. You usually say, God damn it, Mr. Smith. Amy, I'm such a klutz. Yeah. yeah. God damn it, Amy. Yeah. Like, God, get your shit together, Smitty. Like yeah. that's I usually call myself by name like that. Right, I don't right. usually use the word I. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. And you can actually switch that too. And we know kind of from psychological research that it can also be really helpful to do that same sort of process when you're speaking kindly to yourself. So instead huh. of saying, I am enough, to say you are enough. Oh, I see. And it kind of separates yourself from from identifying that way and it's almost like giving yourself a pep talk yeah in fact we talk about that a lot at length in deep down and dirty which is my signature program my signature program (laughs) and it spans for gosh almost four months and it is radically transformative and i mean it sounds so cliche to say but a majority of the women, when they come out of it, they say, I cannot believe who I was four months ago. This completely changed my life. It it changed how I see myself. It changed my belief in myself. And then they all, because of that, will go on to do all these incredible things like get new jobs, lose weight, quit smoking, start a brand new business, end toxic family relationships. Because when you start to really believe that internally, everything in your life changes. Like, yeah. you don't tolerate bullshit from your family anymore. 
You don't just succumb to guilt trips. You go, wait a minute, that's your shit, not mine. And then you have the skills and the tools to be able to work through it internally, but then also to voice it to them externally. So anyway, Deep Down and Dirty is just my baby. I've been, I curated it in 2015 and have been doing so since then. And it's sort of the culmination of Gosh, over 10 years of work in multitudes of different types of studies, NLP, hypnosis, all sorts of things. And it works. I mean, it totally works. If you're out there going, I can't imagine believing that I'm enough. I can't imagine believing that I'm worthy or that I'm valuable or that I'm lovable. Guess what? It's totally possible to change that. And if that's you and that's something that you're interested in, your first step would be to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That is a free workshop masterclass that I've put together that kind of chronicles all of these reasons why we might listen to an audiobook or we might do a small class or we might listen to all these podcasts and it doesn't stick. And we go, I like that idea, Amy, but it's not sinking in. Yeah, There's a reason because of that. And a lot of it has to do with brain science and how the subconscious versus the conscious mind work. So that workshop will explain all of it. And then you'll see at the very end, you'll have an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team to talk about what you're up against, what might be happening in your life that you want to change. And that's very easy to find. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Have a watch through that. And you'll know very quickly, oh, yep, that's me. Or no, it's not. And have a pen and paper ready because you will definitely want to take copious notes. All right. So back to number one. Adopt this idea that other people's successes have nothing to do with you. And then following it up with the question of, what did I just make that mean? Or you can use the you. What did you just make that mean? Okay. What did you just make that mean? And what I find is that it will often be something about you're not as valuable or not good enough or something like that. Some arbitrary, weird criterion that does not have any foundation reality because we talked about this uh, I think a week ago where we were talking about what makes somebody enough like nothing nothing does like there's no criterion that says this is how you are worthy this is how you're enough other than your own stipulations your own definition so when we keep saying I'm not enough I'm not enough that's going to be branded on you forever unless you change it unless you decide that something's different there sure yeah but you have makes sense have to get to that bot the bottom of what did I make it mean? Okay. Okay. And most of the time we make it mean that that has something to do with us and it really doesn't. So comparing yourself to others is really based on a faulty notion that other people's successes have anything to do with you. It's totally an apples and oranges situation. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's stop comparing it. Okay. All and right. What works for one person doesn't always work for the other person. That's right. So you can't go, well, I'm just going to do what they did. Right. You have never existed before. Right? Like you are the first version of you. Yeah. They are the first version of them. What'd you say? Which is incredible, right? It is. Like just to think that. I mean, even if we're talking about reincarnation, we're in a different physical body. Right. Which completely changes the dynamic and moving around this planet. So you've never existed before. You are completely different than that other person. So let's acknowledge that our journeys are going to be different. And your journey's not over. 
You yeah. still have all of the ability to change whatever it is that you're not pleased about. All right. So number two, this would be sort of the the next level of that internal questioning. And this is all around upping the ante around curiosity and saying, what is that trigger really about? Let me get behind that trigger a little bit. So sometimes it is childhood messaging. It's maybe something that your, let's say your music teacher told you you would never be successful. And so then when you see somebody on TV, like on The Voice or something like that, you go, you're totally triggered by it and you start going into this place of how you're never going to accomplish your dreams or a musical path just wasn't meant for you. Something like that, right? Where did that come from? If you can start looking back, you can kind of start calling bullshit. Like, oh, that was some really faulty messaging from my parents Mm -hmm. or from that one teacher that I had. A lot of times it also comes from a story that we've made up throughout our entire life. We've made up that, uh, like, for example, I had a situation years ago where I made up that I just was not good at managing money. And because I had this idea, this story that I had made up in my mind that I wasn't good at at managing money, it meant that I was triggered as fuck by anyone who was affluent, by anyone who could Mm -hmm. donate a lot of money, by successful businesses that did really well in like their first year. And I remember talking to my best friend about it and she totally called me out on it and she goes you know what you've got to be sick of saying that shit because i have si- i'm sick of hearing it <laughs> and That's amazing. and i realized i was like you're right that is a total bullshit story and when i stepped back from it i looked at i am organized af yes right you are. like i will tear the fuck out of a excel spreadsheet. spreadsheet yes you, you know are. like i love data and organization and percentages and learning about that kind of stuff and and deliberately putting money into this account and that account and all of that but because i had these couple of areas around particularly around investments and then also around tax stuff that felt so out of my realm of understanding, I just attached to this story and then began to compare myself in financial situations to all these other people. people, So one of the things that was arresting me was my own bullshit story. But I don't realize that until I'm able to dissect some of these triggers, right? right? Pull back from it a little bit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is a childhood me- childhood messaging story you've made up about your life or your situation that I'm just not cute or I'm just not organized. I'm just not whatever. A lot of times it'll say you'll say that sort of a statement. I'm just not or I'm such a. So you can yeah. listen for that sort of vernacular in your mind. Another thing that is hugely triggering, I think, around comparison in particular is when you aren't in a place where you are very happy with your own action or inaction. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. For example, I know for myself, if I'm not taking care of myself in a health way, like if I'm not working out or being really cognizant of what I'm putting in my system, I tend to compare my physical body more because I'm not happy with what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm mad at me. And so I then will externalize that and project it on, well, that other person's better than me. It's almost like this escape where we can go, well, see, I could never be like that, so better not do anything, 
right? And there are going to be situations that are factual, okay? So we, we need to just get this out of the way. There will be situations that are facts, like that person has more book deals than you. That person is a lighter weight than you. That person made more money than you. But that all that is is a set of criterion and a set of like boxes to check off. That doesn't mean you can't attain any of those things. And it also doesn't mean whether or not you attain them or not, that you're not valuable or worthy. Or successful. Exactly. Or that you don't have a beautiful place in this world. There's always going to be somebody who's ahead of you. (laughs) So if we stay stuck in that cycle, get ready to feel like shit for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that is not an empowering place to be. So look at, first of all, what are you making it mean when you notice that comparison trap? And number two, what is that trigger really about? Dig behind that a little bit and ask yourself that a, a journal around it or have a discussion with somebody about it. All right. So number three, now it comes into some action. Like what can we do about it? Yeah. So number three is what eliminations do I need to make? Eliminations. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like poop. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Let's get that shit out of there. <laughs> exactly. What eliminations do you need to make? So a couple of things. What are you doing that is actually feeding the trigger? For example, my my best friend has always been really vocal about how she w- would get Victoria's Secret magazines in the mail and that would trigger her into this comparison about body image stuff. Like, oh, I need to be so much thinner. So she stopped getting the fucking magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. She unsubscribed. She said, stop sending me this shit. So are there things that you are doing, like the accounts that you follow on Instagram or social media? Set yourself up for success. If that stuff is highly triggering to you because of where you're at right now, because you're working on loving yourself, because you're working on speaking kindly to yourself, and those triggers are making things so much more challenging for you, then get them out. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. get rid of – make your job easier. Cut the, cut the head off the snake, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a – Well, it's the biting part. Is that a – Right? <laughs> Cut the biting part off a snake, you guys. <laughs> Hashtag that. The business Make end. Make a trend. Business end. The business end of Hashtag the snake. business end. <laughs> but uh, another great example, if you are building your own business and you business? are- Business? Yeah. Did I say that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're building your own business and you are subscribed to a bunch of other people's newsletter- that you constantly compare yourself to, like, oh, wow, they're launching this program or they're doing this or they're doing that, unsubscribe from that shit. You don't need to be inundated. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. And it does not mean that you're weak. It does not mean that you're not capable. It simply means that you are taking care of yourself. You're doing the things to set yourself up for success. And it doesn't mean you can't resubscribe or refollow or whatever. I kind of I kind of look at that a different way because I do get newsletters from my colleagues. Okay. And I look at it as how do I use that to better myself, better my business? Mm-hmm. And I'll like kind of I won't plagiarize obviously, but I'll take what they're doing. Inspiration. And I'll use it as inspiration for oh, I like how they did that, but what I'm going to do is this. 
Like, yeah. You know, and I, I've reversed that. So that right. it's not like, oh, look what they're doing. I can't do that or I'm not doing that. It's like, let's take that. And use it so to help us get where we need to go. You think you're better than me? Is Absolutely. That- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, it's not even that. It's more. It, it, it's it's the equation that I use for a lot that we use for a lot of things. Right. And that is, what is your perspective? Yep. You broke your arm. Guess what? You broke your arm. Right. More of an opportunity to build your leg muscles. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when I broke my arm, I thought that's the end of my career. Right. And I thought, well, what else am I going to do? Right. Right. But I fell so far into that that I didn't realize that I was going to be okay and I was going to be better actually because I didn't go into that depression. And I, I shit used it you as not, fuel to change what I did. He learned how to massage with his feet. I sure did. <laughs> that I did. Did you just lick your teeth? <laughs> you licked your teeth if like I, you were such a if, badass. If I did, I apologize to everybody listening. <laughs> that is disgusting. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Um <laughs> But no, but I think what you're saying is really spot on. And it depends, I think, for each individual and it depends on what the category is. So, for example, if I've been really looking for business inspiration, I might not be triggered into a comparison place. Sure. If I am really discouraged about my business or feeling like things aren't going well or feeling like a loss of direction, that I might be more sensitive. I might be more apt to be thrown by that. Sure, sure. So it really, and that comes down to personal uh, understanding and knowing what's triggering for me in particular. Yeah. Right. And what are the things that aren't that triggering? Like for me, for example, I I really don't have a, an issue around people being thinner or more in shape than me. Like I don't look at that stuff and go, God, I suck or I'm awful. However, if I'm PMSing. <laughs> and I have this different level of hormone fl- flying through my body. I can tend to be more sensitive in areas that never affect me. Right. So Absolutely. I have to watch like, okay, this is not the time to scroll through Insta or to look at all these different, you know, blogs or posts or whatever. Mm-hmm. But a majority of the time, business stuff will be triggering for me. So I have to keep an eye out for that no matter what time of the month it is. Mm -hmm. But that's about just knowing yourself and understanding how can I make my job a little bit easier. So looking at what eliminations do you need to make? What do I need to do to stop feeding the trigger? Now, another piece of this is is the people in your life, not just what you're consuming as far as content content and data, but rather who are you surrounding yourself with? So for example, if you're used to colluding with people in your life about how everyone else is so much more beautiful or how everyone so-and-so from accounting started her own side hustle and we could never do that, like you need to watch who you are cavorting with because they might be accessing that trigger or pumping up that trigger for you. Yeah, you really don't want to be a cavorter. Don't. Stop fucking cavorting. Stop cavorting. I'm done with your cavorting ass. <laughs> you are done with your cavorting ways. <laughs> That's a great word. Oh, my God. It's a good one, right? <laughs> so watch people in your life. Are they contributing to your comparison? Sure. Now, there's another situation that happens where you have people who are in your life that you constantly compare yourself to. And they're not necessarily doing anything negative. They're just living their best life. They're positive. They're all, you know, doing all these awesome things. But it's hard for you to be around them because you are so insecure. 
Yeah. Okay? So in those situations, again, it's about gearing up for those situations and knowing, okay, I'm going to be around Jaden or whoever. (laughs) God damn it, Jaden. God damn it, (laughs) Jaden. And I know that I always get so jealous that she's so beautiful or so thin or so healthy or so blah, 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 fill in the blank. And I know I'm going to be around her and I know that she's lovely and she loves me and she doesn't want any ill intent towards me and she doesn't rub it in my – there's nothing happening there. It's my shit. Yeah. So you have to gear up for that and go, okay, I'm going to show up and be proud of who I am. Her successes have nothing to do with me. I'm going to appreciate her for the beauty that she – you have to prepare yourself for those situations. But don't get twisted what's your own insecurity and what is a negative force in your world. Sure. Right? And – that that can be a really tough situation. And that's one of the things we talk about constantly in Deep Down and Dirty. I can see that. I can see it be a big, big part of of being able to have that growth. Well, there's this piece, this internal piece of believing in our own value, right? Believing that we're worthy. And then there's the external piece of how do I now engage with the outside world? Yeah. How do I engage with these friends? How do I engage with my partner? Hmm. How do I establish boundaries, say no, have tough conversations? So a lot of this is it's all stemming from your relationship with yourself, believing that you are valuable, that you're enough. So again, if that's something that you're interested in, please catch that workshop. I think it'll be really illuminating for you. And again, you can find it in the show notes or thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. But if you have a friend like that who is really hugely successful and tends to be triggering for you, you may have to acknowledge that. Like if you're in a situation where you're really struggling and you know being around them, no fault of their own is going to cause you to spiral. You might need to step back and say, hey, I need to take I, – I, I'm not able to make it. I've really been having a tough time. I need to just take some time for myself. It has nothing to do with you. I'd love to get together next month or something like that. Sure. But let's not get twisted what's your shit. And what isn't? All right. So again, number three, what eliminations do you need to make? What sort of behaviors do you need to change? People that you're around? What sort of uh, feeding of the triggers do you need to start abating a little bit? Okay. Number four, and this is what you were talking about with the perspective shift. Choose a new focus. And I think you said- I'm ahead what, of my time. What did you- <laughs> You were getting cocky as fuck. <laughs> We need, we need to scale it down. Need to chop me off at the knees. Oh my. You'd be my height then. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you were saying something a little bit earlier about like, nope, 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 not going there. Or Yeah, like the cutoff. Yeah. I call it the cutoff. Oh, is that what you call it? You can call it whatever you want. I call it, <laughs> I call it the cutoff. You I... swear today. <laughs> oh my gosh. You swear. You in, would... in my world, I call it the cutoff. So... <laughs> Wow. Making myself sick. (laughs) T. Harv Ecker has a concept where he says, cancel, cancel, thank you for sharing. That's right. And it's a way that you're kind of speaking to that internal voice that's going like, hey, hey, that person's better than you. (laughs) Hey, that person's sexier than you, has more success than you. And your mind can keep going down that path. And we'll keep feeding it and it gets more and more depressive and it gets more and more spirally. But if you can stop it and just go cancel, 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 we're not going down that road. Something just definitive of nope, that path is not where I'm going to allow my mind to go. And 
changing what you are focused on. Okay, cool. This is not feeling good for me to just be swiping through Instagram. Let me go put on a documentary that's really uplifting or let me go do some adult coloring books, you know, to get my mind off of it or have a really exciting conversation with a friend who always makes you feel good. You've got to do something to change your focus so that you're not staying in that vortex because that gets real slippery real quick. Absolutely. You can also simply do in that moment, if you need to do something with yourself, do something that will make you proud of yourself. Just do something that you can go, you know what? I'm really proud of myself today. Whatever that looks like, what are you laughing at? You don't want to know. I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> I'm sick of your bullshit. <laughs> I I don't know why my mind went there, but it did. Okay. Well, we're not going to. You don't want to get in here. I you do. really don't want to get in this. D- I don't. Mm-mm. And I will not. No. Refuse. Your body, your <laughs> confines. I'm not interested. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag only for me. <laughs> get that trending. <laughs> Now I forgot. Okay. Sorry. Do something that will make you proud of yourself. And for me, this could be like I'm doing this this like fitness program thing where you get a specific amount of steps in during the day. Yeah. So I've been battling with some health issues that really affect my energy. And I know that I will be so proud of myself if I just get my steps in. So grab the dog, go outside, do something physical, right? What will make you proud of yourself? Maybe it's reaching out to a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and just saying like, hey, let's get together for dinner next week. Maybe it's finally hanging that piece of wall art that you've been meaning to hang in that one room. Mm -hmm. It can be very, very small, but just something that you go, I'm fucking proud of myself for that. that done today. Yeah. Yeah. And that alone is a shift in focus where you're not so consumed around the trigger, around that comparison to other people. Absolutely. All right. Well, I see that you are on your best behavior now, which I appreciate. <laughs> Why? Because I'm agreeing with you? Yeah, because you're, you you have your serious pod face on. Oh, I do? Yeah. Uh-oh. That's yeah. got to stop. <laughs> All right. So let's do a quick little recap of letting go of this comparison nonsense. And the, the thing that I will mention here, too, is it, this is the case kind of with most personal development, whether it's engaging with fear, boundaries, talking shit to yourself, or comparison any of those things, it's a matter of catching yourself in the moment and rerouting the behavior, rerouting the instance. So just to think, I never compare myself anymore, that may be a huge jump. You might still compare yourself. You just have to go through this process every time until it becomes a new normal that you just don't go there anymore, right? Okay. Okay. So number one, understand that other people's successes have nothing to do with you and ask yourself, in those moments, what am I making that mean? That whatever you're seeing, whatever's coming up for you, what did I make that mean about me? Number two, what is that trigger really about? Where's that coming from? Is that a disordered relationship? Is that childhood messaging? Is it not being in a happy place in your own life, right? Number three, what eliminations do you need to make? What are the things you can do to stop feeding that trigger? And finally, number four, choose a new focus. Use your self-talk. Do do something that will make you proud of yourself. Just distract yourself. Doesn't matter what it is, but just don't feed that trigger. Anything else you would like to add? <laughs> Actually, yes. With your smug ass over there. Actually, yes. Um... It's something that I like to call the cutoff. <laughs> Humble. humble now, me. now you don't even know what you're going to say. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to ask you your opinion about this. What do you think about 
when when you see someone who has something that you don't have or okay. is doing something that you're not doing, sometimes it feels like they're the only one that can do it. Like they've right. already done it. There's only one of those or there's only one way to do that. Hmm. Um, is there a specific like only one Facebook kind of thing? Uh, no, no. Well, yeah. Okay. Or Facebook. Elon Musk or something or, like that. Or um, let's say you write books. Okay. And you haven't written a book in 10 years. You've had block because yeah. y- you think that everybody else is writing all the good stories. All the stories right. have been done. Yep. Right? Instead of saying, I have a story. Yes. Right? Or that person started their own flower business and now I can't do it because they already have. Right. Right? What's your thoughts on thinking, changing the thought? Because sometimes that does happen for me where I'm like, oh, well, they are already doing that. Right. So well, that was a great idea that I had, but they already are doing it. So there goes that idea. Right, right. And actually in in her book, Big Magic, I think it's called Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it. It talks about ideas like that and, oh, yeah? and taking the reins on ideas and not losing ideas. So we'll put that in the show notes as well. But to that, I would say, oh, you're right. There can only be one flower shop. Oh, you're right. There can only be one person who writes murder mysteries. Gotcha. Yep. There can be only one self-help author. There can be only one speaker on ADHD, right? A lot of that we make up that we don't have a unique angle. And I remember talking to you about this many years ago where I was getting disenchanted with the coaching industry because it was exploding. This was probably... I don't know, maybe like 2014, 2015. And I was like, it is oversaturated. There's just tons of new coaches. It's hard to stand out, blah, 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 blah. And I remember you said, babe, if you wanted to be a mechanic or if you wanted to be a lawyer or if you wanted to be a hairstylist, markets that are oversaturated, would you think to yourself, I can't do this? And I was like, no. When you were like, what would you think? And I said, I would bring a unique element to all of those oversaturated industries. That's right. And that's when I had to call myself on the bullshit excuse. Right. Which is exactly what that is. Exactly. This idea that other people have done it so I can't. Yeah. Everything is regurgitated. That's right. There's the, no new ideas. The reason you are listening to this is because you like my specific angle on personal development, not because I'm telling you anything that hasn't been discussed before. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's because I'm putting it in a way that's palatable to your ears. So that's a piece also of, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a piece also of valuing yourself and genuinely believing that you have something to offer. And if you don't have that internal belief in self, of course you're going to self-sabotage with bullshit lies like that. That's the point I think I was getting to is if you feel like you're worthy and you feel like you have something to bring to the table, it doesn't matter how many people are doing it. That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Good talk, Mr. Smith. Thanks. <laughs> That's what I like to Thanks call Thanks for your insight the, on that. What do you like to call that, Mr. I, Smith? I like to call that the cuddle. <laughs> Just cut them off. <laughs> Just cut them off. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, guys. I think it is time for Pl- us to plenty leave. Plenty of time for Mr. us to Mr. Smith needs, I don't know what, maybe a shower and a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an invalid. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. More like a toddler. All right. Well, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out? Ms. Oh, Mr. and Ms. Smith out? (laughs) Yes, out. 